You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield presents Fight in Progress. Hey, Tom. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm still here and kicking. I hadn't gotten run over that by that Mack truck yet. <laughs> you haven't stepped out in front of the bus. Huh? Nope. I keep figuring now that I finished chemo and radiation. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. Something's going to strike me down. And all I can say is if that happens, y'all better do one hell of a oh. eulogy. Let me just tell you now. Because hmm. I didn't go, I didn't want to go through all that year and a month. of. I think we could find a plethora of people that would want to come <laughs> to say something about you. Yeah. <laughs> The question is, do I want them to say something about me? I already told y'all, I'm going to video my own eulogy. I don't trust you people. That's going to be funny. Y'all all sit down. There's a video of Susan. Right. Welcome, everyone. So glad you could be here today. I still like the one knocking on the casket. Let me out. And then I'm going to send the text to everybody afterwards. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, my funeral's going to be fun. I had fun planning it. So. About as much as those uh, weddings that you do, right? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I'm overdue for one. I was going to say, do you have one coming up? I have a few that have talked about it, hmm. but they haven't been brave enough to pull the trigger yet. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, so still no chemo. Had an echocardiogram yesterday. I'm getting real tired of this stuff. Another one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to see the radiation guy tomorrow. And I'm just going to tell him, I like you, but I don't want to come back. That's right. I'm done. I don't you, blame you. Yeah, y'all come to my house. <laughs> y'all come see me. Come to my they office. They should do home, in-home visits. I agree. That's yeah. what I'm going to push for. I'm sure they'll jump right on that. Yeah, sure they will. No doubt. Uh -huh. <laughs> charge me a whole lot more than what mm -hmm. they do charge anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but cool stuff coming up. We've got the Chris Farrar second annual softball tournament honoring our good Dear friend who left us way, way, way too soon, way not by his soon. choice. Um, but we've got some really cool raffle prizes for that that we're excited about. So if you're here in the Phoenix area or want to drive up even from the border, we have people drive yeah. up, drive down from northern Arizona, get out of the snow and come down <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, there's actually snow. <clears throat> yeah, I said yeah. it snowed in Scottsdale. Two days, three days ago, there oh, was pictures on, on Facebook of, I mean, like, Snow on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, we, we uh, are excited that Glock has uh, donated two handguns, and the winners of the, the raffle, it'll be two different raffle items, uh, they get to pick whichever Glock they want. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we really appreciate that from yeah. Glock. Absolutely. And then we've got a football signed by one of the Cardinals. We won't say who. First of all, because I don't know. <laughs> Haven't looked. Um, and we've got we got some good stuff. So, uh, And we're going to have uh, puppy adoptions out there. Oh, no. Yes, we're working. How about for Becky, goat adoptions? She wants the cow. She's more into the cows. Um, you know, I gave my son and daughter-in-law two miniature goats right. for Christmas, and they've had some fun with that. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get over there to meet meet my grand goats. <laughs> grand goats. <laughs> so everybody got to have something. That's right. Yeah. So, and uh, update on Mac, the the crazy German shepherd. She's, uh, the move kind of spun her up. So she's been back at, at training with Jeremy mm. again since Thursday. She comes home tonight. 
And uh, hopefully we can start having her in here a little bit more. Yeah. I'd love to have her in here for a podcast if I can teach her <laughs> when to speak and when not there to speak. Go. That's right. Um, but, yeah, good stuff going on here in 2024. And uh, we have a great guest today, and she's a podcast virgin. We always love having the That's virgin right. in studios <laughs> even better. Uh, Sandra Munch, and she is a dispatcher. True, correct? Yes. Is that the title, or is it a supervising dispatcher, or what Dispatch. training? Just a dispatcher. No, never say <laughs> just a dispatcher. You're right. I will beat you senseless. <laughs> You're absolutely Patty right. learned that, Yes, right? she did. One of our stress coaches is just a dispatcher at Phoenix. She will never say that in yeah. front of me ever again when You're I first met her. Right. You're um, right. but you a dis- are the lifeline. Let's, let's <laughs> that's, be real here. <laughs> that's it. And a job I could never, uh. ever do. I, it, my hat's off to y'all, I just tell you, because... People really don't have a clue. Even even the sworn doesn't right. have a clue about what goes on in comm centers. Yeah. And the and the BS y'all have to take. Absolutely. They see, you know, the shows, the movies and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can do that and then they come in and they're like, Okay, maybe not. No, yeah. not probably not. It it's like I might be able to do that, but I don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> but she's with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, which mm-hmm. is one of the largest counties in the country. Uh, I forgot what the land mass is. Do you know? Off the top of my head, I don't, unfortunately. It's pretty big, though. I I know, it's, it's massive. Crazy, it's, yeah. I feel like when I travel, I can go never like five hours, and I never leave Maricopa County. Or you get out of it, and then you drive get, a little bit, and then and you get, get back, back in into it, it again. It's yes. Like, how yeah. does this happen? Lots yes. of unincorporated areas. Yeah. Yes. And for those around the country that don't live in Arizona, this is where Sheriff Joe was. Yes. Um, and it's funny how people... The pink underwear, yes. all that yes. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I still am a fan of the vacancy <laughs> sign personally, but Tent City, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tent City no longer exists. I'm sorry no. to say that was kind of an interesting place. It was, uh, but I learned a lot about Sheriff Joe and all of that when I moved out here. <coughs> but that's how a lot of people identify this place. So, anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you in here and talking to us about your story and. Because uh, you've been doing this a, a little while, just a minute. Yes, uh, next month will be 23 years. Wow. And yeah. and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen out there. She can walk and talk, and I think she can <laughs> chew gum at the same time. It has not impacted her the way it says it has some dispatch. That's like a prerequisite that just to get the job to be yes. able to do all that. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Multitasking at its finest. Yeah. Which is always why it amazes me that sometimes there are men that do this job, because I just don't think men are made to multitask. <laughs> it's a tough Sometimes they need a little bit of help, but yes. there's some that can do it out there for yeah. sure. Yeah, they are the unicorns, yes. I do believe. Absolutely. <laughs> good name for that. I yes. like it. So tell us about you and how you got into this and all that good stuff. How I got into dispatching? Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I applied at a couple places. My dad actually works. Uh, he used to, He's just newly retired. He used to work for AirVac, uh, pilot mm-hmm. for them. And he said, you should be a dispatcher. My I went to school for law. That was my whole thing. I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and look, it went, I went sideways. It wasn't my plan. Hey, I was a litigation paralegal. You made a better decision. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love my job. I love what I do. You it's stressful, to. but I look forward to coming in every morning. Mm-hmm. I, it took me 10 years to get on day shift because, you know, that's, we go by seniority. Absolutely. But yeah, my dad actually is the one that said, hey, you should um, try dispatching. And at first, you know, nobody ever thinks about the dispatcher part. Right. 
you know, think about being a cop or detective right. or yes, but nobody, crime scene tech. Yes, or, nobody yes. ever. I've even had people come in and say, I've never really thought about what a dispatcher was. I just mm-hmm. thought it's like the TV. You call in, you're talking to a police officer. He's gonna he's gonna be the one to respond. Yes. As a matter of fact, people are always like, Why are you asking me these questions? Why aren't you coming? And we have to remind them. We're not the ones coming. <laughs> and my questions are not going to slow my deputies down. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I tried it. I, I applied it a couple places, and MCSO was the first one to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in there not really realizing what I was getting into. Sure. Uh, my first couple, after training, my first couple of calls, I was like, this stuff really happens in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fresh out of high school. I had two <laughs> babies, and, you know, my, my dad being even in – uh, a, a pilot, he never shared his stories, and he never really understood why. Mm-hmm. Um, but after working here for so long, I don't even share my story, a whole lot of the stories with my own kids. It could be traumatizing, and yeah. not everybody can handle it. It has know? to be age-appropriate, and at Absolutely. least, right. if nothing else, just the, it was a really tough day-to-day with a lot of calls so yes. that they know your mood yes. isn't their fault. Yes. That's the key. Absolutely. And, um, well, my kids being in high school, you know, our, the sheriff's office covers like the the Salt River mm-hmm. and the lakes. So, you know, as teenagers in high school, they're like, hey, mom, can we take our kids, go with our friends to the river? No. And I say, OK, well, tell me their names, what car they're driving, what their license plate numbers. And I need pictures of everybody in their bathing suits. And they're like, yeah, forget it. <laughs> and I want an update every five minutes. I need a video. Because, I mean, we get those calls and then we say, oh, my kid was supposed to be home. Yeah. They went to the river with their friends. Who did they, where did they, what did they drive? I'm not sure. Yeah, but you have an advantage because you know the people with the badges on Lake Patrol. Yes. And here's what my kid looks like. Yeah. <laughs> here's the group. And here's the car. Yeah. And here's what they're driving. And suddenly they have binoculars out Absolutely. watching your children. Right. Absolutely. So my kids, I mean, their friends didn't get it at first. My kids are like, listen, this is where my mom works. This is what she does mm-hmm. for a living. And they're like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you also figure out, I'm sure, very quickly that we can't cure stupid. When yeah. you're in dispatch. Absolutely. Job security. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I bet, I bet New Man. Year's Eve was fun. Yeah. How um, many calls uh, did you get for gunshots that luckily, were Luckily, I didn't have to work New Year's Eve. Oh, it was on my you. regular day off. But, oh. yeah, they people say, they. I swear it's not fireworks. It's yeah. It's a rifle. Or we're like, no, it's 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 fireworks. It's when it New makes Year's. that little fizz sound afterwards, <laughs> it's a pretty good indicator yeah. it's not yeah. a gun. That's a clue. Absolutely. <laughs> Some of us, though, um, that have been there for a while, we enjoy those busy nights. We enjoy monsoon season. We enjoy sure. the... The river rescues, you know, and other people. Are and like, I'm glad you enjoyed the monsoon season. <laughs> I used to hate those. St- you know, lights go out in all the intersections, and now you got to go out there and stand, and yeah. you got this crazy rain and wind and dust. That's and, why I like being on this side of the river. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, they fascinate me watching them roll in, and your house across the street disappears and then it <laughs> reappears. Yes. And you go, wow, that was really cool. Yes. Yes. We love working those. Just the. Even though we don't get to see it, just the whole maneuver, it's like orchestrating, you know? Right. It's just, it's awesome watching people actually work the calls. Yeah. I love it. A lot, I think uh, what I've seen around the country in teaching for Nina and APCO, some of the most difficult stuff, though, can actually be resolved, not so much now because we're so short-staffed everywhere, yes. but just in not having closure on calls. Yes. You, you you get whoever to that call, and then you're on to the next call, yes. and you're still thinking what happened to that kid or yeah, whatever. Some of, us, some of the deputies are really good about, good. you know, if we ask them, hey, what happened to this kid or what happened to this family? They're mm-hmm. really good about it because they understand that we need that closure, too. 
Um, but when we don't, we kind of make up our own stories. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. our stories are better than the ending. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it can be worse, too. Yeah. But um, I think that happens the longer you're a dispatcher. <laughs> this is what I think really happens. Aliens come into the picture. <laughs> Bigfoot showed up out of the desert. The longer you're on the job, the worse the endings get. And the more creative it can get, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us how this job over the years, did you ever think about leaving? No. Really? No. I, I definitely didn't expect to be here for 23 years. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even feel like that long, to be honest with you. Wow. wow. I just, I love my job that much. I don't understand how people say dispatchers are not first responders. They're the first first responder. Right. Yes. I, I, I have never understood. When we at Under the Shield talk about law enforcement, that's the whole umbrella. That is the absolutely dispatch all the way through probation, parole, all of that stuff. Yes, and we've all, I've also been told that we we don't have PTSD. Really, and I said, really? even though we're not out there, we don't see it. We have our own sure type of PTSD. Well, it shows you that mental health doesn't understand. And again, we don't believe it's a disorder; it's an injury. Yes, that you can recover from. It doesn't mean we erase memories, but. If they say that, that just because you're not out there seeing it, then they're stupid. Right. Because sounds can be just as disturbing. And again, no closure. Absolutely. Can be the other part to it. Yes. The actual hearing the gunshots. And not being able to go do something. Yes. And knowing that you are the last voice that that person is going to hear. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, anybody that says that, they need to sit in the comm center and, and, Watch somebody work one of those really tough calls. Yeah. Well, this and then goes say, back. Hmm. This goes back to what we say. If you're in mental health and you yep. want to work with first responders, you need to be doing ride-alongs. You need to be in the comm centers. Yep. You need to be exposed to this stuff. You got to know what these people are are experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a good friend in Alabama that um, he was a card and he pulled some stunts and he was pretty funny. <laughs> And uh, he got a call from a little boy one night that someone was breaking in his house. And the little boy wedged himself down between the toilet and the bathtub. And Kevin got under his desk to try to, he, he said he just felt like he needed to get in that close, confined space to be able to talk to this kid till he could get somebody hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't think people realize that it's, it's just not that easy. Right. And it, especially when you're trying to talk to someone who's, hysterical, scared, traumatized, whatever, but you can't see them and they can't see you, but yeah. you got to do it through your voice of staying calm. Yes, especially the like the suicidal calls. Yes. We're not counselors. We're right. not, we haven't been trained. We don't have the degree, but yet we have to talk them off the ledge right. and hope we don't say the right thing to push them mm-hmm. over the edge. You yeah. know, For me, I've always told my trainees, like I go into mommy mode. Yeah. I start talking like, like you're my kid. Sure. You know, trying to understand mm-hmm. them and getting that, you know, softer voice sure. or, you know, calming voice and trying to make them rationalize, like, why they want to do this. So it's but you don't get trained for that. You kind of right. it's kind of it's on the job. Yeah. And y'all actually are better at it than most psychologists <laughs> and counselors. But the reality is someone who will call in that's suicidal is looking for someone to listen. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. what y'all are really good yeah. at. Absolutely. And you aren't in a rush. And yes. even though you got boards lit up and yeah. that kind of you stuff. You kind of just figure out how to tune that out. Don't hear that bell going off anymore because we have a bell, an annoying bell that, <laughs> that oh, tells I'd us, hey, there's 911s holding. We're like, 
we get it. Yeah, we, we know. understand. <laughs> Can we just turn it off? <laughs> I think that gives me more anxiety than anything is oh, just I hearing bet. that yeah. bell because you're like, let's go, let's go. Sure. You know? Well, and what is it that's what? Yeah. And oh. then usually it's, oh, I need directions to, you know, so and so. Wrong like, number. I've got, I've got a Click. snake in my drain. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong number. Or they're trying to, you know, report the accent that. All the other crowds right. around you, like, and, and, and like, there's already over. deputies <laughs> or, or local police on scene. Sure. Really, yeah. you need to call us. About or what this? happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We saw this wreck. What happened? Was somebody hurt? I'm stuck in traffic yes. here. I don't know why the, the traffic isn't moving. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but you know, like I, it's I don't know how you guys can do it when you get somebody that's hysterical calling in. Can't understand and, them. Right. I mean, just understand them. And then, like, if you got to give them instruction on, like, CPR or something, and they're just beside themselves, I mean, that's got to be Especially a mom crazy. with a child right. or yeah. something. Yeah. So yeah. Unfortunately, we have to raise our voice, yeah. mm-hmm. get really loud. Sure. You know, we know and we, we, we can hear the dispatch. We're all in the same room. So, right. unfortunately, we have to we cover each other when we were, like, we literally have to raise our voice, right. like almost yelling at you sure, to get you to calm down, to listen. Right. Sure. And then, you know, and a lot of people understand by the, they're hysterical when we call them. So by the time the deputies get to them, mm-hmm. they're like, well, she wasn't that bad. Right. Yeah, Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, right. You're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I brought yeah. them down that yes. five levels. And we tell them, you know, if you act like this with my when my deputy get there, then you're gonna get arrested. Yeah. So yeah. I need you to oh, calm yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Or with the moms, you know, your your child's upset because you're upset. Right. Yes. Remember that. Like you just all of a sure. sudden have to turn their mom, you know, switch on and yeah. be like, listen, I need you to calm down because mm-hmm. you're freaking out your child. And then as soon as they do, their child comes down and you're like, okay, well, let's breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Now we can talk. Right. Yeah. What happened? So are y'all having, uh, and I know the answer to this, but I think it's good to educate the audience, but uh, the short staffing that everybody yes. else is having. Yes. Our short staffing and our turnovers yes. are just, I mean, like I said before, uh, people come in thinking one thing mm-hmm. and they don't realize how crazy it is. Right. I We did have um, a girl fresh out of high school, 19 years old, said that she applied for the job because she witnessed an accident and it mm-hmm. took a long time for the 911 operator to answer. And then she came and she, <laughs> she tried it and she's like, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I totally understand <laughs> And unfortunately, that. she's like, yeah, I can't do this. Can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, but good like, for her yeah. for trying yeah. and realizing yeah. that this wasn't just y'all sitting around knitting and going, eh, exactly. you want to take that call? Yeah. I don't really want to take that call. We're not call. sitting yeah. there just doing our nails. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're actually taking these calls and we're backed up, and that's why. I mean, people, I understand their frustration. Sure. You're in, in a stressful situation. You need help right away, but. I mean, we're doing the best we yeah. can. Absolutely. But you got to get these people calm enough so that you can get the information. Absolutely. And half the time, especially from cell phones, they don't know where they're at. Oh, right. yeah. So thank God for technology. Um, but it's not perfect. Sure. So we still have to verify where they're at. Right. You know, but I didn't know you could text like, yeah. 911 until recently somebody told me that. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, like, we don't. It's on a screen. So we're on calls. We're on our calls focus. We have this little beep that comes into our ear when there's a text 911 that comes on, but they're harder to catch. So, I mean, if you can call, great. If Absolutely, if you're in a situation where you can't, can't speak, speak. Yes. absolutely do yeah. it. Somebody's going to get to you. Is I, that usually what they are? No. For, unfortunately, for some reason, the alarm companies have been doing using that to get us to get to alarms. Hmm. And I'm not really sure why that's okay. Yeah. Oh, that'd go to the bottom of the list. Yes. Um, yeah, I've got an alarm going. Okay. 
Yeah, and right. it's usually you know a lot of them are, are false alarms, but I mean we don't sure. we take them all seriously because yeah. we've had um, Deputy Coleman actually it's his anniversary. He went to an mm-hmm. audible alarm at a business mm-hmm. and ended up getting shot and killed. Yes, and it was routine. Everybody treated it as sure. routine, and after that we learned our lesson. Nothing's routine. Yeah. Never. Ever. Not yeah, at it all. It's a hard lesson to learn. Sure. Are y'all called in on a lot of to participate on the critical incident debriefings when Not say a all. deputy's killed? Not at all. Ever. They forget that's about wrong. us. That okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a note made that we'll make some changes. Yeah, there. you guys have a big part in that. Absolutely. And we've been asked. We've asked. Okay. Hey, can you? This person worked the call. Can you have her come to briefing? Yes. Yeah. And you know, we always get that. Oh yeah, you're always welcome. Okay, but we need you to actually invite us. Right. Because <laughs> we don't. We don't want to step on toes. We don't want to just show up. We don't know where. You know. I mean, it's funny to say, but we don't know our place. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean. Sure. Um, Which is sad. Yes. So and we don't have time for our own debriefings before or after our shifts. So it's right. you know you get off of work, everyone wants to go home. Mm-hmm. You know we don't get to talk about how we felt, how it happened, and unfortunately, I'm, I, I'm with my new system with training. I'm trying to get rid of the stigmata mm-hmm. of if you need counseling, then you're weak. Right. I mean that's been. F- Ever since I started. Sure. sure. Yeah. Sure. If you need help, if you need to talk about it, then you're weak. You have to figure it out and just keep going. I want to get rid of that. Sure. If you need help, you need to ask for help. But we need to make sure the help understands. Yes. And can provide the help. Absolutely. Because it doesn't take but one not good experience and it's going to spread through the comm right. center mm-hmm. and then it right. really kills it all over. Right. Again. right. And I mean in the sense that, hey, I'm not doing okay. Who can I talk to kind yes. of thing? And I've also... Um, like when I'm done with my training, I give them all the resources mm-hmm. and I tell them, hey, if you can't get a hold of somebody, let me know. Let a supervisor know. We'll get you the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, and make sure you add under the shield to that list. Absolutely. Because this is something they can call 24-7. And we have dispatchers that are trained stress coaches. I love that. And uh, they're all over the country. So if they don't even want to talk to someone in Arizona, we have them in Alabama. And we can even let them talk to Crazy Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unfortunately, I didn't know even about this until I went to the softball game that my friend from Gilbert was playing in. Mm -hmm. And I heard about you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started following you guys. And and then, you know, I have my own now uh, fundraiser that I wanted to do, too, for for dispatcher. Well, not dispatcher, for me mostly. But Mm -hmm. um, but. I've told I've just recently told one of my other dispatchers about this and I'm like, you guys have to listen, you guys have to come. Like Yes. It's great. And again, no notes, no records. Yeah. They can be whoever they want to be. Yeah. And the anonymity of it is so important versus confidentiality. Yeah. Because yeah. anonymity is the strongest form. If we don't know your name and who you work for, which Absolutely. it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, then there's safety. Yeah. And that's I, a big I part. think one of our dispatchers, um, after I told her I was g- coming here doing the podcast, she's like, oh, I, I went to them for a counseling session. But then I think it was right when um, that Chandler officer Chris passed, was killed. And um, she's like, I had to stop because she couldn't make the appointments, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, she said, but they were great. They well, were amazing. And you should, she said I should go too. Because I, I think this year for my New Year's, like, I want to practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. I want right. to do my own counseling. For myself, you know, so that I can be there for the newer people sure. and understand how to help them. Sure. And again, we call it stress coaching because that's a much more palatable term yes. than counseling. Yes. And um, and it's empty in that garbage can we were talking about before the show. Yeah. That's really what it's about. And it's very important um, for especially dispatchers to mm-hmm. know how to do that because yes. 
we just go to the next call mm-hmm. right. and have to put it in the back of our head and that's but then you go home and you're you're still thinking about it and you don't know who to talk to about it sure right. or you know your trigger might be different than my trigger absolutely and that's really big right now so um, how has this job affected you um, obviously, it's made me very protective of my kids. Um, <laughs> very, very resilient. Um, unfortunately, I used to be a very outgoing, talkative. Like I could meet people and be, you know, very social. Um, and I think this job has kind of made me turn introverted. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like well, give me a second. Cautious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my husband makes fun of me because he's the guy that's always out there talking to people. He could talk about anything. And I'm like, in the background, he's giving me anxiety because he's talking to all these people. And I'm like, you need to stop. <laughs> and he's not in law enforcement. Not at all. Okay. No, he's actually in sales, which is why he's such a great talker. Sure. Yeah. sure. Um, but with me, I'm like, I need a minute. Sure. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to kind of warm up to person. somebody. And... Yeah, everybody. It's more like you're guilty until like, you can prove me innocent, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so <laughs> why tell, you want to be my friend. Tell us about this training that you're doing and how did you manage to get that even organized at MCS? So that's not well, easy. Unfortunately, our training coordinator um, decided to retire. Okay. Um, a lot of our supervisors are retiring. Sure. Um, it's just been it's been a lot, especially for MCSO being under mm-hmm. The, the watch. consent decree. And yeah. It's just, we can't just dispatch. We can't. It used right. to be fun. It used to be, mm-hmm. you know, we were allowed to be a little friendly, you know. And now it's just gotten to, it's not just dispatching. It's all the extra stressors on mm-hmm. top of it, which we don't need. Exactly. You know? There's plenty of stress all by itself. Yeah. And our turnover has just been crazy. Sure. Crazy. Um, we had at one point 17 new hires. And there was only like 10 of us. So they were sitting there for months just not getting trained. Wow. And they're, I mean, some of them thought, okay, I'm sitting here doing nothing but getting paid. And then others were like, okay, I could be doing something else getting paid, Mm -hmm. you know, and we were just losing people left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also noticed that they would go straight onto the floor. They would not have a class. So that's why a lot of them would fail. They would have no idea what they were getting into. And it just made me realize how important a class is to get them prepared on what you're about to do on that floor. Right. Um, Why do community colleges not teach a, a certification? You know, to me, that and like even EVIT, the right. high school thing here. Yeah. Why not? Uh, there is no certification, correct? None. Just and, a high school diploma. And again, to me, that would that would make things a whole lot easier for people. Yeah. Uh, it, and it what? How many hours would it take, do you think? Um, so for my first couple of classes, we did five days of eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't think that's enough. But we're in such a rush to get people on the floor that they're like, we're just going to give them the basic and they're just going to learn as they go, which is kind of what you do anyway. Right. Sure. But you still need to, like, learn our system. And if you don't know Maricopa County, like, I know for me, I grew up in Phoenix and all I knew was Phoenix. Uh-huh. I didn't know there was a Tonopah. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Wickenburg. I didn't know there was a Gila Bend. So I was a little culture shocked. There's, even I there's a lot of people that life. don't know there's a Gila Bend. <laughs> right? <laughs> or so, a Tonopah. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like going into the city, like Phoenix, and saying, okay, well, you know the city. Sure. You're good to go. Right. And it's you on know? a grid. It's pretty easy yeah. on those roads. Numbers and, yes. go north and yeah. south. Yes. You well, know, avenues. The and you guys go. got those county islands that are just yes. like in the middle of nowhere. And it's then, like, yes. one road. And Mesa turns into a different road in Tempe. Right, yes. yeah. But it's all the same road. Right. Across yeah. the 60s, no, yeah. north and yes. south. And yeah, then, like I said, crazy. we do the lakes and rivers. So, like, yeah. I'm not an, 
outdoorsy girl very much. I don't do hikes and camping. So the lakes and rivers, I fake it till I make it. Sure. Like, have you ever been out here? <laughs> nope. <laughs> if there's bugs, you get dirty. I'm I, not there. I know it's <laughs> on the far east side someplace. Yes. Yeah. So if you, if those of people, there are people here in Arizona yeah. that have never been up to our lakes and rivers, like Pleasant, you know, mm-hmm. Canyon oh, yeah. Lake. Um, so they have to know those areas too. And the little uh, nicknames, you know, Humbug sure. Cove. They're like, what's a Humbug Cove? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's up there, you know. So it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot to learn. Um, but it's it's great because we have resources other places don't we have a helicopter yes. right. we have an airboat we have you got mounted yeah we have yeah. our horses yeah Clint yeah. Bradshaw has been on with yeah. us here yeah I love Clint he's we awesome do too. he's awesome I mean if Clint questions you then you're like oh I messed up <laughs> <laughs> you're like we he's old school you do not argue with him if Clint says don't, this, don't let him hear is. that yeah. <laughs> yeah we may have to edit that part out <laughs> no that would he's thrill him guy. he is so humble yeah. and uh, so yeah great. I saw him recently. But yeah, one of the cool things was when Chris, um, oh gosh, I just went blank on his last name. He was head of the Leah, Chris, chemo brain, Chris, sorry, uh, it'll come to me eventually. Uh, but he got uh, my son and I out on the airboats. That was so much fun. It is. If fun. you ever get to do one of those, you got to do it because <laughs> yeah. that's a weird feeling to see the water like two inches deep and you're, and you're skimming along going, that motor better be up above the water because it is, it's not, right we're behind screwed. You. <laughs> yeah, it's super loud, but it's super yes, fun. It wasn't yeah. seeing the wild horses and all of that. And then we did the speed boats on, I forgot, Apache Lake, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was fun too. But yeah, it's a, it, there's a yeah. lot to see and do out here. Yeah. yeah, we have really great resources. You do. Our deputies are so amazing about, you know, they're so willing to teach and mm-hmm. it's it's great. Yeah. Especially the dispatchers. They want us to know where everything is. So. Sure. Well, it would just be helpful, it seems like to me, if you could almost weed people out before they come in with with something like a certification course through the community colleges or EVIT or something for yeah. people to go, eh, yeah, this really isn't for me versus mm-hmm. y'all investing a lot of time in right. somebody and then having them walk. Even the just multitasking alone, you're going to yes. need to be able to take a phone call, dispatch a deputy, and then, you know, type everything out at the same time. Right. Sure. Um, that's a talent. That's definitely a talent. Like, I'll, I'll be out with my husband, and I'm like, can you hear that conversation behind us? He's mm-hmm. like, stop doing that. I'm like, I can't turn it off. <laughs> no. Right. Mm-hmm. I can literally listen to three different conversations at the same time and know what each one of them are talking about. And Absolutely. Like, you have to stop doing that. <laughs> it's so hard how, to turn off. How short-staffed would you say y'all are right now? Uh, we have over 20 vacancies. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how many actually working? Um, per shift, we have about five or six. And y'all run... If that, on a good day. Do, um, do y'all run the same shifts that the deputies do? No. Okay. No, I think they're at 412s now, and we're still at 5.8s. We want to do 4, or what is it, 312, something like that. I think we can work like three three days a week. Uh-huh. But we're still 5.8s. We've, we really want to try to do 410s, but we just don't have the staff you for it. You don't have the staff for right. it. But yep. our, I mean, our girls are working so much overtime. Like, you can see the burnout. They're sure. getting sick all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just, you know, mental. It's very physical. Sure. Very physical. Um, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I, I don't work the overtime because of my illness. My doctor restricts me, and I feel s- that adds to my guilt sure. and adds mm-hmm. to the stress. So I, I, that's why I'm doing the training part. I said I will help anywhere else I can, mm-hmm. even though I can't work the overtime. I want to contribute. And they're like, you've put in 23 years. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. I want to help. Sure, sure. We have to make it better, you know. 
not just for the citizens, but for, for the girls, mm-hmm. the dispatchers. You know. So the training you're doing, you get them before they hit the floor. Yes. Okay. Well, most of them. Some of them are, are hired, and they just have to wait for the class. So as soon as they get at least six people, then they put the class together. Okay. Um, I start from scratch. I ask them, you know, what do you think we do? Uh-huh. What's in your mind? <laughs> you know, how do you think this works? And then I kind of give them the the rundown of it and like I don't I don't hold back I tell good. them the worst I tell them the good stuff and then I try to tell them this is how you should probably figure out how to deal with it afterwards mm-hmm. you know now do you have uh, do you play like actual calls that you, yes that you've had happen and yeah e- us and even some other ones um, especially the active shooter ones since it's yeah. been so big lately yes we fortunately have not really had one. Um, and I tip my hat off to those dispatchers that have yes. and are still here because right. I know it's like the worst thing yeah. you could do. Um, so we play any any um, videos or, you know, recordings that we can get. We play everything from the, the worst of the worst yeah. because you need to right. realize you, gotta, you, gotta you know could what get you, this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. And do you have equipment in the rooms that yes. they can actually see what it does and how it works? Yeah, and... we have like fake cats mm-hmm. so uh-huh. they can look at live calls and then we could show them this is how you're, this is how it works. Nice. Um, the, our mapping part, which unfortunately for us, our map, our CAD system mm-hmm. isn't dispatcher friendly. It's all, you know, for records keeping. So mm-hmm. it takes us five steps to get like a premise history on an address to, to figure out if this person's Ellie friendly or not. Oh. It takes us a lot of steps to do that. So we're trying to get a more friendlier dispatcher sure. CAD because that makes a difference. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's an officer safety issue. Sure. I don't really think um, the guys upstairs understand that. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be that tough. You, you should be able to push a button and get a Yeah, or a, a hover history, over right, an something. address yeah. and say, this guy doesn't like law enforcement. Right. He's got guns yeah. and cameras and, you know, whatever. We shouldn't have to do a history check on the address to figure out. Sure. Is are my officers going to get hurt? Yeah. See, and I'm I'm a fan personally. If I'm ever sheriff or chief, that if somebody complains about my people, they gonna get on the do not even answer. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna get a recording that says call a crackhead because we ain't worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> you you complain on law enforcement, then you don't need them to come. Yeah. You know, you handle you. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know people want to say they don't like us, but then when they yeah, they need who help. Who are you calling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, send them a loud message, truly. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Um, what do you see, though, as the biggest issue besides short staffing? Is it truly equipment issues? Is yes. it? Our, our CADs go down a lot. Uh-huh. Our equipment, um, you know, our radios are sometimes they, they're really hard to hear. When we had to wear the masks during COVID, mm-hmm. oh, that was the worst. Well, I bet. I'm like, I, I don't know what they're saying. And that's an officer safety issue, right. you yes. know, but you can't go, have an officer go into a situation not knowing if they're going to get sick. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. so that's uh, our, ours is always officer safety first. And the worries that we have are just, um, they're not heard. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it just seems like we feel like we're just, you know, those clucking chickens. They just want to complain. They don't know what we're talking about. We're like, <laughs> no, this is real life. We're 24 yeah. seven, you know, and when we need help. We have to call a number that's, you know, only open from 8 to 5. Well, I know there was a time, too, that there was a push. And I think Dallas, actually, Com Center actually did this for a while, but where there was actually live feed coming in that dispatchers could actually see 
what was happening on calls. Like on the cameras? I don't remember. It, it was before body cam, and oh. I can't even remember what it was called now, but it was something. And, and I thought, you know, there's an upside to that, but there's definitely a downside yeah. to that, mm-hmm. too. And I don't even remember what it was called, but it was when I was uh, doing that work with Nina uh, International, and they were talking about it. And like I said, I think the Dallas Com Center was one of the first ones. This was years ago. Yeah. But have you ever heard anything about? No. And I don't know how many mm. times in certain situations we're like, man, I wish we could see their body camera. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. And you know, I, honestly, uh, that might not be that hard of a thing to do to have a live feed now that yeah. there are body cams right. on everybody. Yeah. The only thing we we don't ever want is FaceTime with the citizens. Right. You don't want to see our faces. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when you're rolling your eyes at what they're saying, yeah. <laughs> that might just yeah. piss somebody off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dispatchers are known to have what we call the RBF, so you kind of don't want to see that <laughs> when you're in dire need. You, you can cover it in oh, your, in your uh, so inflection. Funny but it's kind of hard to cover yes. in the expressions. Thank God yes. for mute switches. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It really sucks though when you're pressing that pedal down and you have that open mic and you yeah, say something. Like, Damn, I should have said that. <laughs> um, tell us what else you're covering in this training that you feel like is kind of unique and different in case there are other dispatchers in other parts of the country listening. Because y'all are, y'all are kind of unique with the consent decree and the judge's orders and all of that stuff going on. The love Lovely DOJ. Um, but I think a lot of agencies around the country do kind of look to Phoenix and Maricopa County as trend setting or should be. Um, and <laughs> well, y'all don't you. realize it because you <laughs> right. don't get no. out. Yeah. And honestly, um, I'm on this Facebook page, um, dispatchers, uh, like a couple of dispatchers, just uh, Facebook pages. And mm-hmm. um, this last Christmas, we decided to do some team bonding mm-hmm. <clears throat> and every shift gets a pod and they get to decorate it in Christmas or whatever. And I posted it on that chat, and everybody was like, wow, your comm center is amazing. And I'm like, what? And then they would put <laughs> pictures of theirs, and right. like their center is as big as one of our pods. And it'll be in a basement a lot of times. Yeah, right. and they're like, oh, you have natural light? That's amazing. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is happening? Yes. So they would put their pictures up, and I'm like, you guys, we don't know how good we have it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, we take advantage of it. I know yeah. our system doesn't work, but, I mean, we used to be in a, da- a basement. And they rebuilt um, our center. Um they asked us what we needed. Good. Um, they, for the most part, I mean, I asked for a koi fish pond. They said, no, we can't do that. How about a goldfish bowl? Yeah. Like, no margarita makers. No. Okay. What? That's fine. <laughs> um, so they did try to make it at least. I mean, we have a quiet room with one of those big massage chairs mm-hmm. that we don't ever get to use because we don't have time. Sure. I'm like, thanks for it. But hey, I got to get a massage. Yeah. Oh, no one to cover me. Yeah. Sometimes our supervisors are really good. If it's like not too busy, they'll be like, okay, 10 minutes each person will mm-hmm. cover your channel or whatever because mm-hmm. they know we're just right. we need it or yeah. just give us 10 minutes Good five try. minutes even um what happens if there's a really tough call even say a deputy killed is that dispatcher pulled off that's handling that at the point that it's now under control the scene's under control did they allow that dispatcher to at least get off the radio for yeah. a while like i'll give them a, like a quick break or whatever just go take a walk you know mm-hmm. go outside we have like a little balcony 
they made the window really small so we wouldn't jump <laughs> or push yeah either way yeah. um so you know we have we get some fresh air come back you know see how you're feeling mm-hmm. yeah our supervisors are really good about noticing good. those things so i mean it gets it's getting to that point where we we have to be able to read each other mm-hmm. um but most of us you know we've been working with each other like 20 years sure so we can read each other like when i come in i'm not feeling good they can just look at me and be like yeah turn around and go home mm-hmm. and then i'll fight them but they'll be like no and i get it i don't want to be not feeling good and then miss something and end up somebody getting hurt right or i sure. miss you know a, an important yeah. sure so We've, you know, and we're with each other more than we are our own family. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for us to really get to know each other. We vent to each other. You know, we're sure. our best supporters sure. at the end of the day. I know in Alabama, um, and I want to say it was Hoover, which is just a suburb outside of Birmingham, but I believe they had it even set up where there was a on-call list of dispatchers in the event that there was a tough call and a dispatcher needed to come off, especially where there's a line of duty death, that someone would be back up to come in to cover. Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever done anything like that? Um, we have like what we ha- we have a supervisor phone that has everybody's number in it, mm-hmm. and so they'll just do a mass. There's not a whole lot of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so just, they just do a mass test. Cause if anybody gets this, you can come in. We could use some help, kind of okay. thing. So, yeah, because you you've got to have something, especially for those officer yeah injured kind of things absolutely and all yeah. hands on deck like most of the time people don't care if sure we need them. even if they're just standing around they're there sure you know right um we also do the palo verde um nuclear plant we do drills oh. and stuff we're in charge of that and it's kind of funny because our our drills are you know they take all the deputies they have a meeting point we have a um like a mobile command center which mm-hmm. is like a big motorhome and then they come and pick up at the dispatcher I mean, I have had to do it a couple of times, and it's like in Buckeye. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, I'm on the east side. If that Palo Verde thing goes off, I'm running the other way. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You're not coming to pick me up. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in You're Texas. You're going to drive all the yeah. way up to the east <laughs> no. the valley? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going the wrong – I'm going the other – I'm like you. I'll be in Texas. You yeah. can call me. <laughs> There's some things I'm not coming in for, so yeah. don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you uh, – so y'all are responsible f- – because they have their own security. They have their own security, but when it comes to, like, if the Palo Verde – if the nuclear plant goes off we have a system where we have to evacuate people okay we know who to call the fire departments um for barricades mcdot or whoever um we have a whole system what the agents other agencies also know what their role is but we are the we are the primary when it comes to that okay so we do it at least uh we do drills like twice a year Mm -hmm. we get graded on them too Mm -hmm. so wow and it's kind of cool to see the, how it all works. Right. Um, but when it comes down to it, I'm like, you're not going to pick up a dispatcher and take her over there. <laughs> you're not so we that need much to make of... it a little bit realer. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that much of an adrenaline junkie, huh? Yeah. What yeah. about when Queen Creek finally got their own police department? Now, do they have their own dispatch? Or yes. y'all, so y'all are not dispatching Queen Creek no. any longer? No. And that was that was tough. That was tough having Queen Creek because they're brand new. So people right. down there, and they were all under constructions. Mm-hmm. Every morning, 6 o'clock, it was guaranteed accident after accident after accident. Sure. We're like on top of our other ones. Sure. Um, so, yeah, they were really – because they're growing. They're yes. growing so fast yeah. down there. Yes. So they definitely needed their own. So that was actually a relief. Yes. When that was picked up as yeah. a as a municipality. They, Mesa Police actually picked them up. And then – I think they have, they still dispatch through Mesa, but oh, they okay. have their own police department and their own dispatchers Okay. in Mesa. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize that Mesa was doing it. Okay. Yeah. Mesa, uh, Mesa Fire is actually picking up a lot of areas too. Um, I think they picked up Rio Verde now. Um, they oh, just yeah. picked up um, 
Yeah, Fountain that, Hills. Right. Yes. Because yeah. it was under rural metro yes. right. for a little while. Yep. Yeah. So they're mm. they're getting busy. What about Jeez. y'all's retirement? What do y'all fall under? The deputies fall under the state retirement. Yeah. So what are y'all? We have with? a state retirement, but we go for it through the point system. Okay. So you guys are through AR. ARS. ARS. Yeah. Okay. A-R-S. So SRS. What's what's a retirement time for a dispatcher? How many years? Uh, thirty. Really? Yeah. Is it like the it's eighty like, point thing? Yeah, the eighty points plus your age minus whatever divided by two. Oh, right. good gosh! Why <laughs> yeah, do math? No. You have to do math to retire. Yeah. Yes. Right. No, 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 no. I mean, even the the teachers that work for the state part right. of it. You know, or, yeah. well, I guess all the teachers they're they're in that same type of yeah. retirement program. They have yeah. that same point system. That's crazy. It is crazy. So is because like somebody that's older than me that's only worked like you know ten years can retire earlier than I am, which is what they which they should anyway. But it's just kind of like, but my brain is like eighty years old right now. Exactly. <laughs> but I as mean, far as a decent retirement, is it a pretty good retirement? Um, we don't have like a four hundred one k. It's um. And drop is not a part of yours. We don't do a mm-hmm. drop. Wow. No. It's not great for us. Um, they're trying to, I mean, I see so many agencies across the country really fighting for us to be under the first responders. Mm-hmm. Some of them have gotten it. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to happen in my lifetime, but hopefully it will soon. How about Craig Tiger Act? Were y'all covered under the Craig Tiger? Never even heard of that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so none of the officer... Benefits. legislation benefits and stuff ever covered wow. dispatch you know, I, out here I, I haven't even thought about that Does, yeah that's they are covered never even heard of that yeah personally. it's the craig tiger was the phoenix officer that shot and killed himself after he had had um uh, he killed somebody and then was drinking and there was a whole lot of stuff that went on and it was during that lovely time when we had that wonderful chief from dallas garcia who <laughs> we needed to ship his butt back to dallas but um they finally, several years later, came out. And it gives people 30 days off um, to get help, and it doesn't count towards their sick leave or any of that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. So and it's it opened up the number of counseling sessions for that your you're EAPs. Have. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, I, that's something we could definitely use. It, it looks good on paper for the most part. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessary. It, it's kind of broken a broken system. Mm. But uh, the thirty extra thirty days off can come in very mm. handy yeah. for people that really need to get treatment yeah. somewhere or whatever. But I would even. I mean, I've had people have to take mental health days. You know, mm-hmm. a week or two, and that's still not enough for some of them right. with, cer- with certain situations. Sure, you know? sure. I mean, there's definitely a burnout for sure, especially right now. So, what do you want our audience to really know about all of this? Um, I, I guess I just want our, our position to be, uh, more people to be aware about our position, mm-hmm. that there is a dispatcher. <laughs> sure. She is a person. Sure. Right. Um, she is human. Yes. Um, we're going to make mistakes. You know, we're not perfect. Sure. Um, it's a stressful job. Um, it can affect you mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, uh, my story, uh, I have lupus, and I feel part of that is because of my dispatching, because I didn't – I mean, it's probably a lot of different factors, um, but I I contribute a lot of it to dispatching also because it's very stressful. Sure. And I didn't uh, learn early on how to relieve that stress, Mm -hmm. which is really important. Um, So now I have this platform that I um, need to – we also need to raise money to – 
um, be aware and get a cure for this lupus disease mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I've had it for 16 years now. Yes. Um, I've dealt with it, um, fortunately. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't left is because the sheriff's office has been very good to me um, when it comes to time off good. and knowing um, when I can't do something. Sure. Uh, my supervisors have been very good at um you know, being aware of mm-hmm. my situation, understanding and knowing that I'm not the person that's just going to call off because I don't I have a headache today or I don't feel good. And I don't use my lupus as an excuse because I take my job very seriously. Sure. Um, a lot of people think that being a dispatcher is a pathway to another career. Right. But this is a career. Yes. This is absolutely a career. 100%. You may not need, you know, a college degree for it. Sure. But, I mean, you do when you want to move up. But... It's definitely a career. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never in a million years would have thought I've been doing that for do this for twenty three <laughs> years, but here I am, still loving it to this day. Sure, you know, um, and I just want more, more people to be aware. Like, we do need you. We want you, mm-hmm. but you have to be prepared for what you're getting into. Yeah. Absolutely, it's definitely not for any, everybody. Um, I shy. I, I get shy when people are like you. You know, you're amazing. You're, you know, people like you know when they promote us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because we're, it's a very thinkless job. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people don't understand is you're not going to come in here and get a, hey, good job on that call for every single call. They're, you could get a really bad call and do really good on it, and nobody recognizes it. Right. But like everything anything. else in law enforcement, but you will get your butt chewed the minute you do make a mistake. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's 100%. the, that's the yeah. non-balanced part to this Even job. Even if it's not a, quote, bad call. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Regardless, but yeah, it's a somebody, very thankless job. So if you're that person yeah. that needs an attaboy all the time, this yeah, might not be the job right. for you. Mm-hmm. So and I try to make, I mean, we try, we do try to make it a point to, you know, thank people and, right. you know, be considerate. But sometimes you just kind of just keep going because yeah. that's just what you. Especially if it's a busy day. You're yeah. just, you don't have time to go, hey, that was great. Yeah. You know, or say, I, hey, I are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We just, yeah. you just kind of move on to the next call, which is unfortunate. But right. It's what happens. And you, right, that's life as a dispatcher, though. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, sometimes my kids get that, too. Like, I, I'll forget to say, hey, good job on whatever you did. I try yeah. to be more conscious about it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I, that's just my mindset. Right. And I'm, I'm proud of you. You're amazing, and I love you. <laughs> so how does your lupus affect you? Um, so I have to say, um, as bad as I am, I'm not as bad as a lot of people. I was in the hospital in February for about two weeks. Um, I have fluid in my lungs and in my heart. Um, basically it's just attacks, um, all my organs and, Mm. you know, my joints and muscles and stuff. And I attribute that. I I do hold a lot of stuff in, whether it be personal or work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, some days, you know, I walk in and I'm in a lot of pain, but you know, I power through it some days, some days I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget a lot of things because we have what's called lupus fog. Um, sometimes I forget my words. Sometimes I f- like somebody will say, "Hey, what happened in this call?" And I'm like, "I don't even remember that call. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what happened yesterday." But that's also part of, part of dispatching too. It's like a defense mechanism. Exactly. Sure, I don't want to yeah. remember that. Sure, exactly. So sure. I'm moving on. Can't retain so, it all. Right. Yeah, it's a lot to it's a lot to remember. It's a lot to hold right. in, yeah. and you don't know which ones you want to hold on to and which ones you mm-hmm. don't want to hold on to. Sure. So does your lupus have flare-ups? Yes. Or, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's times I can't like I can't even type, and that's my job is to type. Yeah. Um. Sometimes like it'll affect my hearing. Um. You know my vision even. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's vi- a lot. Very physically, it, it impairs me. Wow. Um. But I'm really trying to push for my last six years mm-hmm. and get my retirement yeah. and not have to retire early. Plus, you know, I want to um, get this training thing sure. in order too. 
before I go. Uh, but there's just not a lot that they can do for me. I do infusions once a month, um, small doses of chemo. Um, another medication, so I call it my cocktail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Just scream chemo brain. It works every time. Yeah. It's all good. It's definitely I, I'm a, honey, a thing. I got uh. chemo brain for the rest yes. of my life. It's definitely a thing. I understand so. why men have selective hearing. That's what mine's going to be, but it's chemo brain. I don't sure. remember you telling yeah. me yeah. that. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah I don't think you said that. No, I don't think you said that. So at the beginning, you, you mentioned something about a fundraiser. Yes. Um, so we have a golf tournament. This is going to be our second one This um, that, that we've had. It's going to be um, May 4th. May the 4th be with you, so you guys can remember that. Um, last year, we raised over $30,000 for our very first one. It was wow. amazing. And what is the organization called? Um, it's called No Lupus, K-N-O-W. Lupus. Okay. Um, we it's um, you know there's a website you can go to. Um, you can be a sponsor. You can play mm-hmm. uh, if you're a golfer. Um, I just picked up golfing like two years ago, and I wish I would have picked up a long time ago because mm-hmm. it's fun. It's a great stress reliever. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Not so much in August in Phoenix, right? But or January at yeah. yeah. We're laughing in the about people out here at Dobson <laughs> Ranch Golf Course, and it's 32 degrees, yeah. and we're thinking, eh, I, I could wait a little while. Yeah, and like, that's actually where it's gonna be at Dobson Ranch okay. Golf Course. Okay. Yeah, they did it last year for us, and they were amazing. They Good. Did, I mean, if you've never been there, they have this um, range there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Top Golf, but yep. right. so much better. Yes, and so much cheaper. Yeah, and the the staff there they're young, they're amazing, they're vibrant. They have music playing all the time. Yep. it's very chill and relaxed. Yeah. And if you're a new golfer, that's what you want because you don't want like all these, you know, Serious. rules and right. you know, seriousness <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, all the money that we raise, we're gonna have a um, we're gonna have a food truck there. Um, my co-chair, her husband, runs a food truck, mm-hmm. so he's gonna do, and he makes amazing, amazing barbecue. So good. Um, but we have prizes, we'll have um, raffles, we have the Cardinals, we have the Suns, we have uh, Diamondbacks that donated, you know, balls and stuff, mm-hmm. signed stuff. Um, lots of raffles. And um, so the website is, again? Oh, let me pull it up. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's called No Lupus K-N-O-W. Yes. Though, right. not so you go to golfstatus.com, and it's K-N-O-W Lupus Golf. Okay. You can register there. You can be a sponsor. We're definitely looking for lots of sponsors. Okay. Um, we have lots of competitions where you can win stuff as well. Um, right. I think we're going to have a pro woman's golfer there. It's oh, going nice. to be called Beat the Golf or Beat Beat the Pro. Uh huh. So if you beat her, then you I think you win like two hundred dollars or something. Nice. Yeah, she did really good last year. She raised a lot of money for us. She was awesome. so much fun and she was very approachable. It's very cool. Awesome. Um, did anybody beat her last year? They did not. <laughs> they were so close. And she was almost like, She's well, probably just playing with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even trying her hardest. That's right. <laughs> Kept yeah. it interesting, though. Yeah. Just need a ringer to come right. in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I picked up golf. So I was like, hey, let's try to do this. You know, because we, my family, we do, um, we like to play poker. So we do poker tournaments for, for charity as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't enough. Um, my my goal is to, to find a cure or something better than what I'm getting right now yes. for if not me then those right. behind me sure um, I'm not trying to leave, leave a legacy but hey if I do great yeah. absolutely <laughs> that's right absolutely yeah if you can make your life better and a yes. whole bunch of people can benefit from yes. it yes I mean this is right. an awful awful disease like it I is. said there's people worse than I am I mean I think I'm pretty bad but that's what gets me going through the day is like I'm not as bad as a lot of people I've sure. got to walk for that we do walks as well in October mm-hmm. I got to walk for them. I got to fight for them. I have to help them get better sure. mm-hmm. because this is just, it's awful and nobody knows anything about it. 
Ever, I've, I've never heard of lupus until I got it. Really? Mm. I, have, I have a friend Ever. and her yeah. daughter. Um, it was the wife of an agent in Alabama, she and her daughter. Yeah. Who's, and the daughter's a nurse. Uh, and actually, so was Susan. Um, but, yeah, they that was the first. I'd heard of lupus, but they were the first people I knew with lupus. Yeah, yeah, never heard it before in my yeah. life. And now, you know, me being, like I told you, I'm not I'm not very outgoing, but this has forced me. As, uh, I told myself, if I'm going to find a cure for myself or somebody else, I have to go out there and meet people. Yes. Sure. And since I've done this, mm-hmm. I've met so many people, so many very interesting people, so many people that, I, you know, inspire me and make me want to do better and make me want to do more. Sure. Um, and I, I, I do it for them, Good. you know, and I don't want anybody, other dispatchers, like you said before, that you've known other dispatchers that have this. Yes. If it can be prevented in one way or another, mm-hmm. sure. then I want to do that. And do they know what causes? Lupus? They really don't. Uh-uh, they they don't. really don't. I have um, a cousin that goes to Auburn and she had it in high school. And the fact that she can't even enjoy college mm-hmm. because of all her ailments. Right. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. I'm sure. like, you're 21 years old. You should be living your life right now. Right. She's in a sorority. She's very involved in her school. and Went to Auburn, huh? Yeah. Sorry she couldn't get in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, son, my son is actually an Alabama fan. There Our, you go. We have lots of family in Alabama. Tell him so we're all tied. Yes. <laughs> he is going to love that. So they're a little bit rival cousins. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell him, good for him. He's yeah. the smarter of the two. Yeah. Ever since he was little. I mean, and he's, you know, ride or die. Is never, people make fun of him, and he's like, nope, roll tie. That's it. Yeah. He loves it. I know. But, my wife's family is ASU and U of A, and they're always battling back and forth. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun so to funny, watch, though. Yeah. yeah, I love it. But, yeah, it breaks my heart that she can't just enjoy college sure. and yeah. like she should because sure. she's, you know, laid out. She doesn't feel good. She's swollen, you know. Yeah. Yep. It's How awful. about the spider veins? The spider the veins, the, the butterfly rash. Yes. Yeah, summers summers mm. are terrible. My, my doctor says, you need to stay out of the sun, but you're low in vitamin D. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm in You'll Arizona. You'll never get enough vitamin D from right. the sun. And yeah, I'm like, so. but I'm in Arizona. Where do you want me to go? Yeah. Well, it's nothing but sun. You sure. Know? So sure. It's, it's hard. Yeah. And I do. Like, I feel it more in the summer. In the winters, I also have rain odds. So that my, my fingers turn, you know, super white. Uh, um, sometimes they look bruised. Mm. I just, like, lose all feelings in my fingers, which is terrible for a dispatcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our comm center's cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm, like, with gloves and my, my hand yeah. warmers. You know, they... Well, I guess it would be hard for a dispatcher to have, like, a, a speaking-type computer, you yeah, know, right. because to it's going to type what you're talking to the person on the phone. Yeah, sure. yeah that would sure. be, that would be kind of hard to. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I have these little gloves that I can, you know, take the fingers off when I'm typing and then put them back on when I, you know, we all have heaters under our desks, and I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> We're well, in Arizona, but, you know, our equipment has to stay right. cool. Sure. Yeah. So. And we'll make sure that's in the, the body. Right. Of the of the um, description, yes, right. that about the fundraiser and yes. the golf tournament yeah. and all of that stuff. Thank yeah, you guys so yeah, much. absolutely. I know there's a lot of golfers out there, and I mean, people come here to to, uh, to Arizona yes. to golf. Yes. I mean, there's nowhere else you can golf at this time of year. I love seeing all those golfers out there. Yeah, at Dobbs. I mean, when I'm not playing, I love seeing it. But when I'm playing, I'm like, <laughs> get out of here! I need my turn. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a golf junkie now. I love it. All right. Well, keep us up to date on this. And Absolutely. again, if we can do anything, uh, we're working at MCSO trying to make some other changes there, too. And I fortunately, we have, yeah, Stephanie Molina is very, very supportive of what we're doing at mm-hmm. Under the Shield and trying to get things going at MCSO. Yeah. And 
like I said, I'll light a fire under Russ Skinner again, and I haven't picked on him in a while, so it's time for me to show up in his office and go, hey, buddy, what are we doing? Uh, when are you going to be sheriff? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. We do love him. We do love yeah, him. Yeah, I think Russ has just he, – he's been there a long time, and I know he's frustrated with all of the DOJ stuff, as everyone is. But Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a tough time having, like – we, we try to get, like, a law enforcement as one of our admins in there, and they just – I know for – deputies it's hard to like be in an office and sit and sure. try to handle all us girls <laughs> so we've had so many of them come in and out but we i i honestly feel like we need somebody in law enforcement to be in our department to right. help us figure out what it is that they can do for us and mm-hmm. what we need right i agree you know they try to get somebody from the jails to do it and they had no idea what we do and it's just so hard sure it's so hard when you don't have no idea yeah, at least the deputy out. understands because they're constantly in communication with you. Right. So right. they at least have they have an idea. Yeah, yeah. We just we need some help. We need some support. Um, like I said, well, our job's not easy, but we do the best we can. And I think that's our downfall too. Is that even though we're short, we do such a good job that mm-hmm. they think we're fine. Sure. Right. That's sure. the unfortunate part because that's just what we do. We have to. Exactly. For the deputy safety, right. we have to be fine. You can't just do a mediocre job. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The guys on the street know. They're like, right. we appreciate what you guys do. And they know if we're short, you guys have to run stuff yourself. Yeah. If you actually get something, we'll help you with that. Sure. Sometimes they kind of go, like, they don't know the steps. And, you know, we have to send teletypes and stuff. Right. And they're just like, oh, I already called them and we confirmed. And we're like, no, we have paperwork to do. Sure. <laughs> so they're trying to help us, but they don't know all the steps. But I get it, you know. Yeah. Uh, they understand how, how short we are. And they, sure. they feel so bad for us. And I appreciate that. You know, they right. don't run traffic when we, they know we're super busy. We're like, don't pull cars over today. Right. Yes. (laughs) Or run it yourself. Yes, exactly. Well, we're going to wrap things up here, and we just really appreciate all that you're doing. Thank you for your service, because I I think that it's just a – it is a thankless job. Right. And 23 years of it. Congratulations. absolutely. Absolutely. In any way that we can help, please let us know. And, uh, Tom, if you'll wrap this thing up for us here, and, again, uh, thank you for taking your time out to come in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, um, for all our listeners out there, uh, remember that we are here for you uh, anytime, 24-7. Uh, you can reach us at 855-889-2348. Extension 1, uh, you will get somebody on the phone. Just let it ring because it rolls to the first available stress coach um, uh, that's that's there for you. Um, but you will get somebody. If you want to reach Susan directly, hit extension 2, um, and you can... Um, get in touch with Susan. You'll probably have to um, leave a message, but that's fine. She'll, she will eventually get it. Um, she would tell you that if you really want to get in touch with her, call her cell phone at 334-324-3570. And if the sun is up, leave her a text, send her a text message. If the sun is down, call her. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with her. Um, extension three will get you David Cohen, our counterpart down in Alabama. Uh, and extension four, you'll get a hold of me, or you can reach me on my cell phone at 480-861-6574. And this is for all first responders, military veterans, and families. Uh, families, we understand that you guys are kind of left in the dark. Uh, most of the time and really don't know who to call. We are here for you. And we have stress coaches that are family members 
uh, of first responders so they understand your lifestyle. Again, we're here for you 24-7. Uh, don't hesitate to call us. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and you don't have to live in that darkness. Uh, God bless you. God bless this great nation, and come back and listen to us soon. Bye.